Hi there, God. It's, it's us. us, Sid King and Becca Stevenson. Welcome to the Good Girls Gone Sad podcast. We are here today, as always, to answer the questions, what made you good and what makes you sad? We started this podcast to dispel the rumor that good girls go bad. Sometimes good girls go bad, but sometimes they just go sad. And we're here to unpack our religious drama together. Yes. And a reminder, as always, we are not here to bash. We're just here to bond over all of the fun religious drama that we have in common. I think with today's guest, we do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we've. I feel like we've both had conversations about um, the religious trauma going on here. Yeah. Super excited for today's guest. Sid, do you want to introduce her? I, of course, want to introduce our guest. Um, she's a New York-based comedian, and she's got her own podcast coming out called Worthless oh whoa whoa oh god podcast coming out called worthless clowns so (laughs) stay tuned for that um she also hosts and produces live shows nyc is dead and fu dad um which this is completing our nyc is dead trifecta we've had both drex and aton on the podcast so you got your three sad (laughs) that's a oh yeah we're all very sad we all were weirdly religious and uh but i think like Aton and I were weirdly religious in the same way, but mm-hmm. Drex was just from the South. Yeah. And so yeah. he just yeah, yeah. Like, like got religion anyway. <laughs> yes. Um, speaking um, of, her name is Allie O'Neill. I, th- oh, I always yeah. oh, yeah. I'm like, let's talk about it. And then I think it was like 25 minutes into Aton's episode. I went, this is Aton Levine. <laughs> yeah. So I, actually, I actually listened to that episode recently. And then I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You also produce FU Dad, which is, can you explain yes. the concept to us? Yeah. So it's, it's a punk rock and comedy show um where like sometimes we have like a punk rock band like the vibe is very like punk rock and like fuck you dad is supposed to be I don't know if you can you swear on this but yeah. you, can, you can Becca <laughs> but you can okay that's that's totally fine Sid occasionally I, does I usually yeah. don't okay sometimes I'm gonna say be like fuck. <laughs> uh-oh uh-oh here you she can comes. do whatever you want crazy. this is good girls gone sad. sad so we are fully explicit we also gotcha. yeah we do always mark the explicit rating and we're like because we mentioned condoms we don't want to get fined and we're like we're, like, we're not really oh, sure totally. what's explicit um so we're just gonna like better safe than sorry <laughs> yeah I know I swear a lot so I apologize in advance to your listeners who have like good Christian ears or whatever but I feel like if they have good Christian ears they're probably not listening to this podcast <laughs> you know, actually we run the gamut I think when we really? started we thought it was going to be a lot more people who like have completely stepped away and it's a yeah. lot of people who are like in the middle kind of just like looking to vibe mm. with people who like grew up in similar situations and like that's the thing we all kind of end up in a different spot but yeah this is us up equally you know no totally yeah and even if it like went really well I feel like just having like the weird structure of like like a strict religion like is gonna mess you up even if nothing went like wrong like even if like you weren't like abused in the church or like had something crazy happen like I think having like that insane structure. I don't know. I like, I grew up Christian mm-hmm. and like the crushing guilt is a huge thing, you know? Yeah. Well, this actually is a great segue into our first question. If you want to tell us your good girl origin story, if you mm-hmm. want to elaborate on any of your, your upbringing. Absolutely. All right. So, um, growing up, my mom was like Irish Catholic, uh, but like culturally Irish Catholic. And my dad grew up Catholic, divorced my mom, met a new lady, got married to her, my stepmom, and then became a like a pastor. 
he like had a midlife crisis at 40 and became like hyper religious. Like he wasn't, he wasn't like a pastor my whole life. He like, well, he started doing the religion thing when I was like pretty young. So, but he was like, not really religious growing up. He just like grew up Catholic and did like, I was baptized Catholic. Cause that's like what you do essentially. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of like my religious experience was like my dad being a pastor, me living with my mom and hating my mom because she was like the only parent who was raising me and when you're like in middle school and like a teenager and shit you just like don't like the parent who's giving you any discipline right and then like essentially getting like really really deep into the church in order to like become closer with my dad because like we like we never lived together I saw him like once a week when I went to church and like my dad is like one of those people where you own you can only connect with him on his level if that makes sense. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's not going to talk about comedy with me because he doesn't understand it. And he has no, like, he doesn't have the social skills to like pretend he's interested in something that he doesn't know anything about. If that makes sense. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and so, I know some of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like, basically like middle school and high school, I was like deep in the church. It was an Anglican church. So it was Protestant also. Mm-hmm. So then like, I don't know. Like my mom was Catholic and my dad was Protestant. They're like both Irish. So like, it was just like the troubles happening in my fucking childhood. (laughs) And, uh, but like, I went to church every single week. I like was in the praise band. I taught Sunday school. Like I went on trips and shit like that. And like, I also, when I was in middle school and high school was like a tragically goth teenager. But a religious goth. (laughs) yes a religious goth however I had to like tone it down because I knew my dad wouldn't like it so I was leading this like weird double life where Mm -hmm. I was like going to hardcore shows and like also I was like a latchkey kid too because I had a single mom and like Mm -hmm. my brother my had an older brother who like I don't know was also a delinquent he was like in and out of juvie and shit for mad long and then like so I was just this latchkey kid who was like going to hardcore shows and like showing my tits to get in and then I would like go to church the next day and like pray. It was so nuts. That's fascinating. Wait, okay. I have some questions. So yeah. how old, how old was your dad when he became a pastor? Uh, or how old got, were like, you? Sorry. How, how old, old were you when I? your dad became a pastor? He probably started getting into religion. I've gone to um, Protestant churches for like as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. So he probably started getting into the religion like when I was like five. And Mm -hmm. then he was like a deacon. And then I think he officially became a pastor when I was like 10 or something. And so he was like the pastor at the church, which was that coincided with your parents' divorce. No, my parents got divorced like a year after I was born. Oh, okay. Okay. So I was like, I was like probably conceived during like argument sex, (laughs) which like makes a lot of sense for my personality. (laughs) And so... Well, I was conceived at Disneyland, and I think that makes a lot of sense for both wow. of our personalities. I, yeah, that honestly adds up a lot. Becca, when I have conceived? I was going to say, I have no idea how I was conceived, <laughs> which also I think describes my personality. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. But yeah, don't ask, don't tell. Don't ask. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, so like my parents got divorced, like I don't even ever remember them being together. And then my dad like went and like went away and then like came back with a new wife and was like a pastor and shit. When I was like so four or five. he got religious and then he met his new wife? No, I think 
well, I don't know. It's hard. To, I, I can't remember specifically, but I know that my dad getting married and like Sharon coming into my life. Sharon's mm-hmm. awesome, by the way. I love her. I, I, we don't have like, she's not like an evil stepmother or anything. She's actually like, Sharon. That's she's great. actually, she's awesome because she's like the closest thing in my family to like a regular person, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's like everybody's fucking wild. And, um, but I don't know if like they became religious together or whatever, but I have a feeling that like, she just like grew up like a Catholic Italian lady in Rhode Island. And like, she's like pretty subservient to my dad, but it like kind of works for them. I think if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I would not be surprised if she was like, yeah, I went to church on like Easter and Christmas. And then my dad was like, okay, we have to do this. And then she just like, also, she just also got into it. Cause like my dad was doing it. You know what yeah. I mean? That yeah, makes yeah. sense. Um, so in regards to like, you're going to church and you're also going to grindcore hardcore shows yeah. I didn't realize there's a difference until I went to say one and went, I don't think that's right um <laughs> I was like music is loud that was like <laughs> <laughs> I was in I listened to either like Britney Spears or um, Spring Awakening is probably the hardest core music I had listened to um well into that makes sense that adds up <laughs> um, like Christian rock is probably the hardest <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh, yeah, actual Christian rock, like Reliant K. I'm not, oh, not that. Yeah, I actually really Chris did Tomlin. like them. Also, um, let me tell you, I, I played, I played guitar in my praise band, and I know every single one of those songs by heart. Like, our God is an awesome God. Like, go we sing it on the mountain. Like, I still have, remember all of them. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Becca, I wish we had it ready. I wish we could play the uh, the music song with her. I oh played, my God. So at our live show, I made this game for Sid and I was like, you know, this could be hit or miss because I was a very specific, like Methodist, like went to the conventions type Christian. Yeah. And Sid was like in the choir of a Catholic school kind of Christian. And so I was like, she might not know any of these songs, but someone in the audience will, and it'll be fun. So we put together like a bunch of like those types of songs and then also like some hymns and then I threw in some Reliant K and like Switchfoot and things like that and played it to see if she could complete the lyrics and there was like one person in the audience who knew every single one which was very impressive we we, like literally didn't find her name she like escaped before we could talk to her she might have been an angel you know (laughs) (laughs) probably yeah Um, it's my dad yeah (laughs) um uh, no, I was going to ask, like, so were you like into religion because of your dad or were you like a deep believer, like one true God kind of vibes? Or were you there because that was like for the community of it all? Or like they're not mutually exclusive, of course, but. Yeah, I think like both are kind of true. I think looking back at the time, I didn't make the connection that I was like trying to spend more time with my dad. Sure. Um, And like looking back, that's kind of how I view it, because I like. I was praying and I did believe all of the shit and I did like study the Bible and whatever, but there was like a lot of stuff that I just, I didn't agree with. I was like, that doesn't jive with me. You know, Mm -hmm. like I grew up in Boston. So it's like, it was basically the 1970s in the early two thousands over there. And like, like they would talk about, cause also Anglicanism is like as close as you can get to Catholicism without being Catholic. Like Mm -hmm. literally it was invented because like Henry VIII didn't want to kill another wife and make everybody like suspicious about it. And, uh, so they were like very conservative Christians and they like hated gay people. And also, I, I don't know if there's like, 
I, I don't think I can decipher the difference between my dad's beliefs and the church's beliefs because like all I heard about the church was from my dad but like my pastor. dad like yeah yeah and so like my dad like didn't believe that women should be in the military or be president he didn't think that public schools should be a thing he was like he's like he didn't believe in public schools no he's like a hardcore libertarian wow and he's like also an alex jones level survivalist he has like mres and distilled water in his basement in case the end of times happened and so i also (laughs) i was like like when the pandemic happened i was like bro i thought you would love this because you (laughs) are waiting for the end times but then he just decided to believe it wasn't real i don't know it was crazy that's wild can you expand on the schooling thing I've never heard that before okay so he doesn't believe he's like the only thing that the government should be for is like defending the land like aka military like fire and police and Uh then like building roads he like doesn't believe that public school should be a thing he doesn't believe we should have any social services he doesn't believe any of that shit he, he believes like everything should be up to the state essentially yeah. okay. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that they don't like believe in public schools obviously I've heard of people say that like they probably wouldn't send their children to public schools but yeah. maybe that's the same mentality they just didn't go so far as to say it I don't know yeah I don't know dude it's like it's he, like he's like next level libertarian like there's people who are yeah. like basically republicans but have libertarian beliefs like the, the joke my mom always used to make would be like, oh, libertarians are just Republicans who like to smoke weed. And like, but like my dad is like, no, I, I think that's no true. Laws. <laughs> He's like, I'm here to give us a, a different name. Imagine yeah, exactly. a good name, follow, I'm here to give us a name. Follow yeah. the law of God only. <laughs> I know, yeah. That's- I'm, I'm a little bit surprised more super religious people aren't libertarian, actually, now that we're talking about it. Because I would think that there's like a, it's leave it up to the Lord, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I also just think that, like, if you have any, like, brain cells in your head, believing that the government shouldn't do anything is, like, y- you'll you'll realize how dumb that is. Wait, because have you guys like, heard about the libertarian, it, was it in Vermont? Um, there was, like, a town that basically, like, elected no mayor, became libertarian, and it got overrun by bears within, like, the first year because... There was nothing. That's so Um, fucking funny. (laughs) I need to look this up and send it. Um, That also sounds biblical. It's like, we didn't want a government anymore. And then the town just gets attacked by bears. Or were they friendly bear mayors or? No, like, they, like people like didn't know what to do. Like, and now you can't go to this town because there's so many bears. Um, The town that went feral. Ooh, the bears Ooh. took over the town. <laughs> New Hampshire. Okay, yeah. Um, I would say don't. The first uh, link is from thenewrepublic.com. That feels bad, but then there's yeah. a post article underneath it. Um, yeah, it's in New Hampshire. Oh um, yeah, because New Hampshire is like very live free or die. Yeah. Like I used to yeah. work at a I used to work at a law firm that did like gay rights stuff in Boston, and like they would always talk shit about New Hampshire because they didn't want any more laws. They're like, we're just trying to fucking pass a trans bill over here. And like every other state in New England is like totally on board because they're super liberal. Right. But then New Hampshire is like, get your laws out of my house. They have to live free or die on their fucking license plates. It's like, okay, relax. I have a, I have a don't tread on me sticker, but instead of a snake, it's a long Furby. And that's kind of my. That's hilarious. Becca, do you know what a long Furby is? Oh, I know what a, oh, I'm familiar. I was yeah, like, oh, Allie knows what a long Furby is. Becca, do you know what a long Furby is? 
Well, I, I know what a Furby is. Is this yeah, the so same? Yeah, so that, but like very long. But long? People, but people make them out of like old Furbies or like plushes. Google long Furby. Well, do they have to take the soul out of it first? They, or human centipede, <laughs> like Furbies together. That's what it is. That's horrifying because Furbies are terrifying. Literally, there's my also only one face. Wait, I'm sorry. Oh, my dog is chewing on my charger. I'll be right oh, back. Oh, no. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Yeah, my cousins had a Furby and they would leave it like in the closet and it was there for probably like two years after they used it. And I swear, like every so often you just hear it. You hear it go, <laughs> no, you would. Yeah, That's they real. never, they works. never died. Um, okay, wait, long Furby. Sorry, I had to do that. I'm back. Oh, good. We were just talking about Furbies. <laughs> oh, you just labeled screen sharing because you don't want to see it? No, I didn't. Is it because oh, I'm... I would just share my screen and it was like the host disabled screen share. <laughs> and it was like, I thought it was because you were like, like I don't to attend to. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, no, Sid, we don't have time for this. It's okay. Um, hmm. It's okay. You know what? Not worth it. I'll, I'll text okay. everybody. Look it up. It's everyone look up long Furby if you haven't. Okay. Um, there's a few good Instagrams, um, like accounts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk quickly about like being culturally Catholic. So yes. that is something that I am kind of jealous of. I mm-hmm. like, and that's why I'm so jealous of Jewish people. I'm like, you get to be as in or out as you want. You get to like vibe, you get to ask questions like where I was from, it was very much like you broke a rule, you're out. Um, yeah. And so like, but I still love like the tradition and like the music and all of that about it. I mean, I know that you weren't really Catholic, but yeah, like, I don't know. I think I'm just wanted to say that I'm jealous. You want to be yeah. a priest? Like, that's one of the few places in America, like Boston is one of the few places in America that you get to be culturally Catholic. So yeah. I guess it's possible is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I also think that like the like Catholic culture is very entwined with the Irish culture mm-hmm. and like my mom's whole family is Irish and so like and also like growing up in Boston everybody's Catholics it's all Irish and Italians and stuff mm-hmm. and so like we like they like sorry my dogs be crazy um like we went to like Christmas mass and like did all of that shit and then like if you lost something you prayed to St. Anthony but it's like oh, yeah. and like my I don't think my mom like fucked anybody until she married my dad, like shit like that. But I don't think my mom was ever really like super on board with Catholicism, mm-hmm. you know, because also like in like probably when I was like six or seven, my mom like started smoking weed under the table. And then eventually it like became her personality in the same way that like 14 year olds like start loving weed like they get like a poster of like Bob Marley and like Mm -hmm. get really into reggae and then talk about it all the time and so like that's basically what my mom was like up until like she died a few years ago and so like it was just so strange to have like the most liberal hippie mom and then the most like conservative dad like religious dad and kind of started in the same place yeah they I mean they were married for a bunch of years and they like grew up in the same town and stuff and so but yeah like everybody in my like also Catholicism like kind of does it for me still like there are a lot of things that I really like like I have a crucifix you were talking about this this is like how this all got brought up yes Claire Alexander happy birthday I know yes happy (laughs) birthday Claire uh it was like a month ago but whatever (laughs) but yeah I like I really like 
Catholic imagery, partially because I'm like a former goth kid. And I think that kind of like Mm -hmm. aligns, Mm -hmm. but also it's like, all of those things are very comforting for me because like, I kind of grew up in that way. And it like kind of reminds me of like my family and like my heritage and shit. Mm -hmm. And like, I have like a huge tattoo of like the Virgin Mary on my arm. And like- Is that cool, Becca? That is cool. Yeah, Sid was telling me about it. I was like, sick. you gotta see your tattoo. It's very cool. Yeah, I have like a bunch of religious tattoos. Like I have cherubs here, which is actually from a Smashing Pumpkins album cover. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know, like I really like all of the Catholic art and stuff. Um, I just don't really like subscribe to like the religion. But I also mm-hmm. think that like this art was created to like communicate holiness to people before they could read. And so it's like, this art was created to make people feel things to feel like they were having a religious experience essentially you know yeah yeah super interesting the stained glass windows and the music and I think I think we've talked about this before Becca um but like I I say all the time like if I heard some of the choral shit that I got to saying and I didn't know how to read I didn't know how to write but I was hearing this music I was like yeah Yeah. God's real of course God's real like exactly another world then you're surrounded by stained glass if you're lucky Mm -hmm. um like churches are gilded to like bring your eyes up to heaven. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I totally agree with all of that. Like even yeah. singing in a choir loft, like and then you can like feel not being like we're above everybody else, but like the music is like coming from the loft down onto the people and like they can't even see it. They can't see yeah. you. You're not performing. Mm-hmm. It's like you're just there to bring people closer to God, which is cool and I like missed that and like yeah it was like a cool community but I mean you did worship band you did worship yeah yes I did I did praise band I played the guitar the acoustic guitar and uh were you you popular no (laughs) you have so many questions I uh I do sing I'm not very good at it but Mm. also you did not have to be very good to be in this band Okay. Um, I actually went back. Okay. So I went back to Boston like a few weeks ago because my dad got like reordained essentially. Mm. Like the church that I went to church, like, or went to for like so long was a um, congregational church, which means, which means that it had like no outside uh, like governmental structure. Oh. And so now that Makes like. Sense. With his yeah. political beliefs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A libertarian church um, mm-hmm. in the middle of Rhode Island. And, uh, but essentially like so many people left the church or like moved or whatever that they had to like become part of like the Anglican archdiocese of Rhode Island. So then my dad had to get like reordained into the like Anglican archdiocese, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so me and my brother like went to his ordination ceremony and um, like, yeah, the pra- like watching the praise band, I was like, these guys kind of suck. <laughs> That's sad. I was like, these Did guys you... like aren't that good. We yeah. had another guest on. His name was Matt, and he played the synth pads like in a huge, like damn near famous. Well, he also like band. played the keyboard, right? Like yeah. that was just yes, part yes. of it. So he was like, <laughs> like the drummer, but he didn't have a kit. <laughs> he was like the keyboard guy. He so like, I, he was but, a key. like, which like oh, okay. is a lot. I mean, I feel like that's like a lot of it. It's like yeah. creating the vibe with like the echoes and stuff. Oh, but I gotcha. think I see. Did you feel like I don't know? I feel like the praise band and stuff, especially at like when I went to like some mega churches and stuff in college, like that was so part of like getting people emotionally involved. Yeah. Like, is that weird to be part of that on the other side? I've never like imagined being one of the people getting people emotionally involved. Yeah. Well, um, 
people didn't like love the music mm-hmm. at this church. There was actually like a lot of drama because like the praise band people wanted to just like play music and make it a performance. And mm-hmm. then like my dad, who was the pastor, was like, okay, well, it's not about you guys. All right. It's not a performance. It's about God. And mm-hmm. you guys can't play for that long. But then they would still play <laughs> for like as long as they wanted to. So it was just like this weird passive aggressive fight between like my dad and the praise band. And then he would like yell to me about it. And I'd be like, I am like one of 10 people. And I'm also like 16 and everybody else in this praise band is 60. So there's, I don't have a lot of pull over here, dad. There's not a lot (laughs) I can do. Oh, so that's why you weren't cool because it wasn't like the hot young people. No. And also there were not a lot of young people in my church. There was like a few people who were my age but they were all like cousins and they all knew each other and I didn't really hang out with them that much got it it was just like and also like the church was like 45 minutes away from like my house so I was always like like coming in late and like leaving early like I I didn't have like the opportunity to like hang around and like form Mm -hmm. connections really got it it. but yeah I don't know the praise band was not that cool (laughs) It was not cool at all, actually. Ours was not that cool either. I like <laughs> hate to say that because I'm afraid somebody will listen, but <laughs> it was like <laughs> depending on the year, you know. It's because Sometimes it's like they were good. how many people were in your church, would you say? My church was like pretty big. And then mm-hmm. but I would say like so it was like very traditional. And then they started the praise service and it was like then it became like this weird thing of like which one you went to so the praise service was definitely smaller like I would say we probably had like 50 60 people come to that service mm-hmm. and our like sanctuary is huge if it's like 700 but you never wow many people holy moly well yeah. the praise band at my church we probably had 50 or 60 people who were like regulars there when I was going and okay. I'm like what are the chances that 10 of these people are like amazing musical artists. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. like you have slim yeah. pickings for like really good artists. Although the last time I was there, there was a guy in the praise band who was not there when I was into the church and he played the flute and he was like ripping on the flute. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like he was Jethro Tull. It was absolutely <laughs> insane. And like everybody else like kind of sucked at their instruments, but he like, you could tell he like studied flute for like his whole entire life. And he was just like, riffing and improvising and like I was like damn this guy is so good at the flute (laughs) like everybody else is so behind me and my brother were laughing about it (laughs) that's That's really funny that's so good um I guess maybe it's time to transition I feel like we unless there's anything else about your origin story you would like to um declare but if not not um, really I think that's most of it I feel like we got a very good sense of who you are yeah your unique upbringing I'm um, confused is what it is I was very confused <laughs> for a very long time oh so did that make you sad is that something that <laughs> made you sad <laughs> perfect segue um I don't know I think I think the thing that like actually made me sad because like I did like the community I did like spending time with my dad etc cetera, etc cetera, but like I think the thing that made me the most sad is like the political part of it because I like I've like always been like pretty liberal and like I don't know I had like a gay uncle and like I like a lot of people on my mom's side of the family are like people who are 
like benefiting from social services and stuff like that. And so like the political part of it was easy, was kind of like easy to ignore for a long time, but then it got like harder and harder and harder to ignore. And uh, I think that's like ultimately what made me like leave the church is that like, I could not separate, like I couldn't be going to this church and then have them like talking about how like gay people shouldn't exist. You know what I mean? Like, I think the last time that I like went there for a service, like out of my own volition, like there was a guest pastor who was like doing a guest um, sermon. And he was like talking about how like Islam is like a religion of war and how like we have to like defeat them and we have to make sure they don't get into the government and shit. And so I just like walked out of the church and then my stepmom was like, what's going on? And I was like, this is insane. Like, this is insane that they're teaching this because it's like, it's okay if that guy fucking believes it. I don't care what his views are. He's like, but it's like, you're, there's a lot of people in this church who are like listening to this guy and are gonna go like tell other people this and they're gonna start having these beliefs. And it was like, like that's the part that made me like really sad because I feel like there's a real a lot of really good parts of religion and I'm I'm ultimately like not that upset at people who are religious like I think that people create I don't know I don't want to like offend anybody I I do I am of the belief that like it is all fake and that actually brings me like a lot of I don't know like joy it makes me feel like a lot better it was like a huge weight off my shoulders once I was like oh my god yeah god isn't watching me jack off you know what I mean and so I like I just like I couldn't separate the politics and the religion at all and I think that there are really good parts but it's like it's not worth it to be a part of this church if they're going to be talking about how like gay people shouldn't exist and like Muslims should be killed and shit like that you know yeah, totally. I think Sid and I both have had similar experiences. My church growing up like didn't preach any of that stuff, but then yeah. like sort of behind the scenes and like the youth group and stuff, the, it was clear that certain beliefs were true. Yeah. And then when I got into college, I was like, oh, but people talk about this. Like people get up on stage and talk about like suppressing gay urges and that's yeah. the right thing to do. And that was like very very jarring for me. So I think, I think a lot of people go through that where it's like, okay, how do I separate the stuff I liked and like maybe the comfort I took from some of these things or like the art and the music, but then also like the real people who have really bad beliefs that you don't agree with. No, absolutely. And like, I also think like growing up, like that religious just gave me so much anxiety because like, the idea that God is watching me all the time, like sucks. It's not comforting. Like at least the way that it was like explained to me, because like the way it's explained to me is like, God knows all of your thoughts and he knows like, he knows what you're doing and what you're thinking and like, blah, blah, blah. So like, make sure you don't sin. It's like a way to keep people in line. And it's like, I think that if that was like framed differently, then people could find a lot of comfort that God's always there, but it just wasn't framed that way to me. It was like, because of the repression that made your thoughts worse that, yes. Um, and of course, like, I feel like I'm preaching literally to the choir, Yeah. um, <laughs> to all of us in praise and worship services. But, um, I, so something you said, like really struck me that you were like, it's fine if that guy believes it, but the fact that he's evangelizing about it, 
Yeah. Like, cause that's really what it was. Um, for me, like, especially looking back now, as we look back an hour a week, every week, um, is like, my parents basically had no idea what they were teaching us in school, that it was like very wrong to be gay, like X, Y, Z, like, and that was at my Catholic school. And they were like paying for me to learn this stuff that this rhetoric that like essentially really have like has ruined lives, like has ruined lives. Like people I I can circle back to at my high school, whose like lives have been completely altered by the fact that we were like learning this rhetoric in such Dude, a that's why kids way. are like bullied and like abused by their parents and shit like that you know what I mean like mm-hmm. that's like that kind of rhetoric like makes people's lives actively worse yeah and it's like and also like the fact that so many people who are in power in this country subscribe to this religion and subscribe to these ideas maybe not publicly but they're going to churches that like hate gay people and hate people who are of different religions and everything like that like like it's so fucked up that like I don't know it's it's just like I I also don't like that this country is like so deep deep seated in Christianity Christianity that like these people like because there's good kinds I guess but yeah like I I saw this tweet or something the other day that was like people moved here to get away from religion yes that was, yeah. the, whole, that was the whole thing like yeah uh that didn't happen until all of that didn't happen until much much later well wait yeah. it was more to practice their own religion which was very strict so well but it was the, more religious freedom like yeah. for everybody yeah, like, to be able to practice whatever religion they want and I think that like that insinuates that the governing body can't have one religion Mm-hmm. you know well I think the like Puritan like I think a lot of those beliefs have permeated and like that's what's become the new like evangelical so it is like yeah. sort of like a sad irony <laughs> that it was I guess. yeah coming here for more freedom but yeah I think I think that like honestly the but I way like the that I actual yeah, people who wrote the laws sorry just before we move on from us just guessing at history a lot sometimes <laughs> yeah that sometimes is what we're us- doing us guessing I was a history minor I'm not guessing around um but it was like the founding fathers and stuff themselves like people who wrote the laws and things like that they weren't not necessarily religious no they were one nation under god (laughs) they were like pretty maybe I need to go find this tiktoker I need to go find the sorry the news piece the 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 history book I was reading that I definitely checked out the library this TikTok. I went to the college, so I don't know anything. But anyway, either way, I just I don't know. That's what made me sad about it. Was like just real because there was like really nice people in my church who were like very helpful to me and like I think are actually really good people and they are uh subscribing to these beliefs not because I don't think that a lot of people actually believe them I think that they just have never interrogated the reason why they believe those things you know what I mean and it's Mm -hmm. like I also think that if they had a gay son or something then their beliefs would change a lot but it's like not everybody gets to have like I don't know like it was a super white town in Rhode Island like there wasn't like a huge amount of like diversity like ethnically or economically or anything like that and so I think that like they didn't have like the privilege of being able to like meet all different kinds of people 
Um, and so they never had any reason to like interrogate the beliefs that they just like held because their pastor told them to have them, you know? I don't know. I feel like I just, um, now I don't know how history works and I'm sad. I know. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I just know like they were thought, all probably religious. I don't know. Appalachian <laughs> Church and State. I don't know. Were let's Google it. The <laughs> first things that come up is we're the Millers. We're the Millers cast. There you go. The next thing is we're the village people gay. Uh who the fuck is Googling that? Like they're the gayest people in america i think it i think it's i think it's people who enjoy the song and have just like the ymca isn't necessarily i feel like it's it's absolutely like does not fall into the gender binary at all the ymca is like the most sexless song in the world and then they find out it's like you guys who sing this it's a group of four gay guys and they're like impossible wait but you know what the ymca was right the young men's christian association yeah and it was basically like a place where if you like didn't have anywhere to sleep you could like right. stay there for a little while yeah but also like gay people who were getting kicked of the, out of their house would go stay oh. at the ymca and it became this like underground gay thing and that's where the song comes from I that's why it's that. fun to stay at the ymca because there's like mad like fun to stay gay... at the YMCA. yeah and like that's because there's other like like gay kids who got kicked out of their home staying there and that's like how you find a community that's like what that song comes from wow well that's beautiful yeah that's nice (laughs) I like that people it's people who need to find that out that's who's googling yeah yeah Um, and then they were like wait a minute whoa whoa whoa, village people gay um okay I'm getting a lot of different things like they were Christian in the way that nobody wasn't Christian but some of them are not like, okay, I feel like this is a great transition. Um, we would love to know if you have something to submit to the Good Girl Glossary, which the Good Girl Glossary is, of course, the definitive list of people, places, and things that make up a good girl. Um, and we kind of prepped you on it a little bit, and you seemed excited about your entry, so we'd love for you to launch right into it. Yeah, I think that having, being like a goth girl with a double life is a very exciting idea. Because <laughs> I feel like I feel like my whole childhood. Do you remember the scene in Mrs. Doubtfire when he has like a date and he has to be with the family at the same time in yes. the same restaurant? An extremely so like, stressful. Yes. I was just gonna say the type of scene that really just grinds my gears. I'm like, I was I Mrs. Doubtfiring my entire childhood. That's what was going on. I was running to the bathroom, putting an old lady face on, and then coming out like, <laughs> "Oh, hello!" <laughs> and so, I think that's. I think that's what it made me really good at lying honestly (laughs) bad girl that's bad girl (laughs) I know I know but I don't know I also feel like I can um I think I'm good at like giving people what they need in conversations you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so it's like this one (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if I'm giving you what you guys want but (laughs) yeah it's great Um, great. I feel like (laughs) it's super fun I love it yeah. Oh my God. I just have the most wild story for no reason. I'm like, where the fuck is the sitcom? But <laughs> I feel like it, when you're like faking being yourself that much, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, when you get in a conversation with somebody and you're like, I don't agree with this person at all, but they are 
like not close enough with me that I can like fight with them on mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. I'm very good at like handling those situations without agreeing with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just kind of like stepping into this place where I'm like, oh, okay, this is what you need from me right now. I'm going to sit here and like give it to you and let you like do your thing. But I'm not going to sit here and like validate and agree with you. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like you are very understanding and you're not giving yourself a lot of credit for that. Like, I think you give people a lot of not necessarily credit, but you're like, I am doing my best to see the world from your eyes right now. And if I can't even see the world from your eyes and be like, like, I was going to make a um, vision analogy, but like, I don't know anything besides 2020, but like, I think that growing up has taught you that, like, even just yeah. we're talking about your family and things like that. A lot of people are just like, fuck them. Yeah. The and you're like, well, that's yeah. how he was raised. That's like how this kind of thing happens. And I think you're not giving yourself credit for that because that's like a really beautiful trait to come out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I took, I spent like a lot of time, like working on realizing that like everybody just like is trying to do their best with the information that they're given yeah mm-hmm. and that doesn't like excuse a lot of shitty behavior it's not like a justification it doesn't make it okay but I think that like the vast majority of people are just like operating with like the tools that they were given mm-hmm. and like we've all been in society people aren't given a lot of tools yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean like we're not given the tools to like deal with crazy shit And so that's why people cling on to weird shit, like be like, I'm not wearing a fucking mask or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. just because it makes them feel like they have like control over an uncontrollable situation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it's okay to like, you know, go into a nursing home without a fucking mask on and just give all of them COVID, you know, but it's like. I think that if you try to like assume ignorance more than you try to assume malice, it just makes your life easier. Yeah. It's so true. I think that's like such a good perspective. And it's so like when all the Trump stuff first started happening at work, my coworkers were like, I can't imagine why anyone would ever support this person. And I was like, I thankfully don't have any family members who are Trump supporters. Like, I feel like somehow got out of that unscathed but like I know a lot of people and a lot of people's parents and like I'm like they're not bad people I do not agree with them at all but like I could kind of be like I grew up with people I can see them as humans like more than just their politics or whatever but like a lot of the people I worked with were like no they are stupid and you know what doesn't change hearts and minds calling people like ignorant stupid fucks yeah that does not change people's opinions And it's like, I don't think it's everybody's, every single person's job to like make like a racist or a homophobe, like feel safe. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's every person's job. Um, But it's like, I think that if you are going into a situation with somebody who like values your opinion and instead of like trying to meet them in the middle somewhere, just like calling them a bigot, like is sorry my dog just did a weird thing (laughs) she's like coughed but like I just like there's a bunch of people in my life who I'm never going to try to convince but there are people in my life where I'm like I'm gonna take the time and hear them out and see where they're coming from and then like try to meet them in the middle and like even if they don't agree with me at the end of the day like they're being given information by Fox News and AON and like or sorry OAN Mm -hmm. and like they like they just think that like 
every kid in Brooklyn is (laughs) non-binary. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like they're just like operating on like way different information than we are. And like, if the least I can do is just be like, hey, like this is actually how it is. And like, give them the real information, like from where I'm coming from. Like, I think that that can be really helpful, you know? Cause it's like, I'm not going to like convince somebody to change all of their political beliefs, but like the least I can do is like, be like, actually I have firsthand experience and that's not really what it's like. Yeah. I had, I had the same thing. Like I remember on election night, somebody like 2016, somebody was like, I don't understand how somebody could vote for them. If you don't understand why somebody could vote for them, like then that's a really dangerous thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, if you don't understand, then you can't have a conversation about it. You can't have a conversation. I think is like the whole thing that you're talking about. Like you have to listen Mm -hmm. in order, like you can't, you just can't have if you were in a debate or something and somebody was making an argument and then you were just like, I'm going to keep going with the argument I brought, like, that's yeah. not really how that works. So I think that's like a really good point that you have to like stop and listen to people. And a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. yeah. And also I feel like, I don't know, like everybody's held stupid beliefs before. Like, 100%. For example, Some people think that thought, there's juice in Dr. Pepper. <laughs> thought that you could just like take a shit by having Dr. Pepper. And guess what? She was met with new information. And like, like we also, we also have to like remove this. I'm sorry, I'm now I'm just like preaching, but like we have to like remove this shame associated with being wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like in a lot of like the liberal spaces I've been in, especially when I was in college and stuff like that, there's this like weird like pissing contest of who knows the most. And that is simply exhausting to be a part of. Like, I think that there's some people who like really enjoy engaging in those like conversations, but it's like, it's okay to not know stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, once we like remove the stigma of like, because there's literally no way in the entire world that we could just have all of the information. And also like, people are like, oh, you don't know about this news story. And I'm like, yeah, a lot of people don't know about this news story because they're working three jobs. Mm -hmm. Like if you're like living and trying to survive, you're not going to be reading the BBC like every single day. You know what I mean? And so it's like this weird, like elitist shit where they, where people are acting like, oh, I can't, how could they possibly vote that way? And it's like, because they're not getting the fucking information because nobody will talk to them and they don't have the time to do the research themselves. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) It's not whatever. It's not whatever. I have this new thing where I'm like, it kind of in the same vein where like, we have to stop making fun of people for being sincere. Yes. Because like, there's this whole thing. It's like, I mean, I like love saying commit to the bit and whatever, but it's like, I genuinely love theme parks and I like try to make it very clear. I don't do it ironically. And there's like other other examples of that. It's like getting really dangerous. Like how no one's allowed to be sincere about anything. And if you are, then it's embarrassing. And I, maybe the pendulum is about to swing. I don't know, but it just like, it feels let them live, let them laugh, let them love. Yeah, exactly. Let, because here's the thing. Everybody's interests are fucking stupid. (laughs) nobody's interests are cool like when you narrow it to everything is so stupid and so frivolous like let people like fucking Nickelback and theme parks and like let people like Disneyland and cruises like I went on a cruise and I was like oh I don't know how this is gonna be but I like went into the like situation being like I'm gonna buy in and Mm -hmm. I was like 
cruises are fucking awesome dude <laughs> like i'm not they really are to have fun on a cruise because it's a fucking cruise dude mm-hmm. like i don't know i i i think that also i'm gonna be real i think that this is more of a problem like in new york and brooklyn in general also so in the comedy in, circle in the comedy yeah. space yeah like, exactly I sometimes like have wanted to like I've had like an idea for like a TikTok or something and then I'm like I if I put this up there's like people who follow me that I know would watch it and be like wow yeah (laughs) why would you do something so cringe like I literally went to the Ben Platt concert last night and for the first like five minutes I was like this dude is so cringe he's so cringe because he is so sincere and his Mm -hmm. music is not good but he is an incredible singer and I just the whole time I was like I literally like was like cringy and then he like sang a show tune and it was incredible and I was like why am I being like this like why am I not just like this whole stadium is here to see this guy and he's an awesome performer and I'm being a brat like wow he's like doing too much and then I was just like I just let myself enjoy it and it was so much fun yeah I was like wow I just called myself out on being an asshole because that was rude of me Yeah. yeah It's like, I can't imagine going into a situation and then choosing to have a bad time. Yeah. Like, why the fuck would I do that? Like, I know. Like, I'm sure you ha- you guys have friends where it's or like- doing that, doing that for clout. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. Clout. Mm-hmm. yeah, like pretending you're having a bad time. But I'm like, I'm sure you guys have friends where it's like, oh, we're not going to the restaurant that I want. Well, I'm going to fucking pout the whole time. And yeah. I'm like, all right, dude, you're choosing to do that. Okay, because you could choose to have a good time right now. because. The problem is not that like something horrible happened in your life and you can't bring yourself out of it. The problem is that we're not at Chili's and we're at Applebee's. You know what I mean? Like fucking grow up. Like yeah, just I would be upset. In. I'd be upset if we went to Applebee's over Chili's. I, I would also be upset. But you know, <laughs> well, I guess I would... we're not going to dinner after this then. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I would still go though. And you know what? I would have fun. There no, I would have a great time at Applebee's, but I would be like, Mostly, I would be sad because there. If we if we're doing it in Manhattan, there is no Chili's in Manhattan. We would have to be at Applebee's, and that yeah. would be sad. But yeah, like I genuinely love Margaritaville. I am not doing that as a yeah. bad team. I love that establishment. I have a great time. The Shark Tank is my new favorite cocktail, which is half margarita, half land shark lager, and it's wonderful. And um, Becca, watch me go off on our friend's aunt at Rosh Hashanah last night. <laughs> She oh had my so much information about Margaritaville. It was Listen, wild. dude, when people, when you tell people that you love Margaritaville and they're surprised about it, I'm like, yeah, Margaritaville was like invented in a Russian lab to be fun for 40 year olds. Engineered for fun. That's what I think about theme parks. I'm like you, they are yes. engineered for you to have fun. Anyway. Yeah, of course you like that thing. It's made for that, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like when people are like, I love dogs. And I'm like, yeah, dude, we people, bred them for thousands of years. To people be just want to be, a, yeah. People just want to be above it. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Doing that. Um. Okay. Unfortunately, we have to get get our chat on because um yes. we have to get to the game. But first, we have to um induct your entry into the Go Girl Glossary. Yes. Um, yeah. which we need to like land exactly on what it is. So like living a double life because that's what I was thinking. Because I think a lot of people, yeah, do, even if it's not like as extreme as goth and Christian, like I yeah, do yeah. good girls are like, I do this thing and I hide this other part of me, even if it's from God. So you I should call it Mrs. Life. Doubtfiring. Oh, Mrs. I love that. Mrs. Doubtfiring. All right. Yes. Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfiring. We have to say it in unison, except for we have found that there's like a lag when we say stuff at the same time. And so like 
we were recording something and Sid was like, stop talking so slowly. And I was like, I'm not talking slowly. You're talking slowly. I'm, I'm going slowly because you're talking slow. So anyway, that was probably very cringe, but you know what? We don't care. I had care. a good time because I chose to have a fucking good time. Yes. All Wait, right. Who, who we're going to say I'm, things in unison. Who said I am cringe, but I am free. Was that Taylor Swift? I don't know, but I love That it. sounds like drill. <laughs> Someone <laughs> was like, account drill. That sounds like that. I don't know what that is. Okay, never mind. Um, I but, do think yeah. it's a tweet, though. Yeah, I am cringe, but I am free. Okay. I don't think Taylor Swift has the wherewithal to uh, make a joke like that. But maybe somebody was making up about her. Um, okay, she is cringe queen. I will say that. She's and a I, and she likes like, making cookies. Who cares? She likes dancing silly, and she likes making cookies. And that she does is- need to take her feet off of Maine. But beyond that. <laughs> whatever and also we need to stop flying so much less but like I, I honestly it's on corporations I'm not saying Taylor Swift isn't to blame but we gotta do something about that okay moving on we're gonna get bullied so yes. everybody, um we're gonna get bullied for saying Taylor Swift needs to take her feet off of Maine you never know you oh, never know Lord. is well, that realistic for any celebrity it's great for SEO okay so um we wrote you a specific game and Hell it, yeah. the name of the game is What's the name of the game? Okay, the name of the game is Unruly, and basically, good girls love nothing more than a rule, a rule to follow. And so, uh-huh. these are weird laws from Massachusetts, and you're gonna, some <laughs> of them are real, some of them are fake, and you're gonna be like true, false, yes, no kind of. Eyes. All right, I'm into okay, it. Cool. Hell yeah. Let's My brother go. broke every law in Massachusetts, so I should be good at this. <laughs> love it. <laughs> um, mourners can eat no more than three sandwiches at a funeral. True or false? That sounds false. It's true. These are weird what? and wacky laws. I probably should have prefaced that. It's not like, um, no, it's like no breaking bottles over policemen's head. Like that's probably obviously specific <laughs> so, to Massachusetts, but true. Realistically, um, is a cop going to like fucking bust into like a funeral and be like, how many fucking sandwiches did you well, have? That's, well, that's the thing about Boston is that it's so old that they're just like, what are we going to do? Take time to take this off the books. You know what I mean? They just yeah, don't. Yeah. No, that's true. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, so that, there's, a lot of, that... there's a lot of weird and wacky stuff that goes on in New England. But okay. um, yeah, so that was the first one. Becca, you want to get the second one? Okay. Number two, is it legal to kick pigeons? Wait, it's legal to kick pigeons, but illegal to kick doves. I'm going to say that's true. It's false. Oh God, I'm so bad at this. It's, okay. <laughs> it's the least important trivia ever. Do not feel bad. We're all just learning. You know what I mean? Was that <laughs> yeah, inspired by a real law, Sid? <laughs> no, I just okay. I just like that sounds it, correct. It should, it should be true. <laughs> you um, should be able to kick whatever pigeons you want. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, yeah. Okay, number three. You must have a license for a goatee. That's, to wear a goatee. That's that seems that seems like it would. That'd be true. It's true. You got oh it. yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That's so weird. <laughs> okay, number four. Bowling on Sunday is illegal in Barstable County. That seems true. It's false. False. But I oh. can see a bunch of Puritans being like, "It's very loud. No bowling." But also, <laughs> the fact, the thing that made me believe that it was true is that you said Barnstable County. Yeah. Which is a real county. I know Ooh, I looked it's it up. I said it wrong. Okay. Um, I looked it's, it up. You got me. I, I, I. When I write fake facts, it is like my favorite part of this podcast. Back <laughs> we love writing our fake facts. It's really fun. We, we go deep into writing fake facts. <laughs> um. Okay. Next one. 
because of the whole tea party thing, tea is not taxed in Boston. Well, at least up into the 80s, but you can still find tax-free tea at the Omni Parker House Bar. Here's the thing. This seems so specific that you've had to have made it up, but it also sounds like something that would be true. It sounds it like sounds I just copy like, and pasted it for mental like health, I, right? I feel like I've heard this before, but it's almost so specific that I'm like, Sid made this up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that this is true. It's false. I got you. <laughs> no, you got me again. I will say the adding of the, well, up until the eighties, that sounded like you just copied and pasted off of like weird and wacky laws. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. I added that for, for depth. Like I said, I go deep with my fake laws. <laughs> I love that. That was really good. Okay. okay. And last, but certainly not least, it is illegal to play the fiddle in Boston. I'm going to say that's true. How is that true? Because the fiddle is just the violin. <laughs> yeah, they're I, like, they're like, you can know. play the violin, but don't bring in any, any of that hick shit, okay? Um, <laughs> they're literally like, seems, orchestras, get the hell out. It seems like, <laughs> Not in my um, house. It seemed like it was an old, like a, obviously a very old law where it was like, um, it was too hip maybe. Like it was like piano for worship only. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That makes I sense. I respect that. Yeah. Also yeah. like, I could imagine like, back in the day when it was just the town was just run by like some guy like (laughs) he probably was just like I fucking hate the fiddle you know what it's illegal now he's like my ex-girlfriend played the fiddle yeah exactly (laughs) he's like god damn it Maria I miss you so much I will say a bad violin player is much harder to listen to than a bad piano player and that's a universal truth that's actually 100% true I've seen videos of cats like stepping on pianos and getting scared by it that like (laughs) kind of slap (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right well you did a great job um you, and i did a better job this this makes <laughs> i was gonna say excellent yeah, you, really got it. you really you did it thank you so <laughs> much yeah thank you so much thank you. Um, so the only thing left to do now is uh we like to call it passing the offertory plate is there anything you would like to plug uh yeah so i have a podcast coming out uh next month it's called worthless clowns it's with my friend Brittany cardwell and we talk about stupidity um and uh you can follow me on instagram uh at it's ali o'neill with an a-l-i a-l-i-o-n-e-i-o there you go um becca yes um you can follow me on instagram at the becca stevenson and tiktok and twitter at the real underscore becca you can follow me, Sid King, at Sid period the period king on instagram and tiktok um you can follow us the good girls gone sad um at on twitter you can follow us on twitter now um yes twitter. Um, very exciting, but it's good girls gone sad because we didn't have enough letters for an i so it's just good <laughs> girls so g-o-o-d-g-r-l-s gone sad gone sad um you can also email us at goodgirlsgonesad at gmail.com please like this um little podcast of ours leave a little review we'll mail you a sticker um People are like subscribing now, which we really hell yeah. We love it. Special thanks to DJ Skip to My Luke for our intro and outro music. And then after that, there's only one thing to say. Yes. And that is Jesus, Jesus wouldn't call, wouldn't people, call people, people whores on, on the internet. internet. <laughs> our good girl mantra. Take our it good with girl you. Mantra. All right. Go and prosper. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. And thank you so much, Ali, for being Thank you so much. Thank you. We really. This was a delight. It was. Yeah, this was mad fun.
weekend.